This story is from the book of Luke, chapter 2. Joseph went to the city of David, called Bethlehem, to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. Our Savior. <laughs> While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I foresee I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you this day is born in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was an angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God in the highest heaven and saying, on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds, said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child Our Savior. lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thank you, kids. Thank you, Sarah and Rochelle. Well, I still vividly remember being in the car, sweaty palms, and white knuckles on the steering wheel. And it wasn't because we were about to have an accident or there was lots of traffic, it was because we were in the parking lot at the hospital, I'm about to drive home with Caleb and Carissa in the back um, for the very first time. And I was terrified. <laughs> and my fear wasn't just a one-time thing, it was something um, that had been a process 
and had been building for a long time. Ever since we'd been married, and when my wife, Angela, would ask me, so are you ready to have kids? I would say, yeah, in about 10 years. <laughs> and then the next year, she would ask me and say, so how about now? And I would say, yeah, in about 10 years. I was um, the baby of our family, I mean, on all sides, and so I was the youngest, and so this whole thing of kids younger than me was a very foreign thing. And I had tried babysitting once and decided that it wasn't for me. <laughs> and so my experience with kids um, was pretty limited, and so my fear um, grew as I thought about what would it mean to be a parent I meant to have kids. And we were the epitome of new parents. I mean, we had painted the room, gotten the cribs, you know, even bought a new car to have a safer car for the kids. It wasn't new, but it was the newest car we'd owned up until that point. We had even brought the car to the fire department to make sure that the car seats were installed properly before we brought said car to the hospital um, to bring those kids home. And so when I thought about what the future held for us, I thought far more about things like bundles of work <laughs> or bundles of smells, right? Or bundles of responsibility or bundles of college savings accounts or bundles of teen angst and rebellion. My, my daughter told me right before the service that that's bordering on an ugly sweater, Dad. <laughs> bordering on an ugly sweater, okay? It's life with teenagers. More than I thought about bundles of joy, right? Bundles of joy, that's what we call Babies, right? In fact, if you look it up in the Oxford English Dictionary, which is about as definitive as it gets, the definition of a bundle of joy, and right there you will find a baby boy or a baby girl. Bundles of joy. Joy is a word that we use um, at Christmas and births. And fortunately, it's not a word like so many that we do that we overuse. Because it's a word that is full of meaning. And when we use it this night, joy, it's because the whole idea of new life entering into the world of new life being possible, of life being carried on, and even more of that, of life lasting, that truly is joy. Joy is celebrating new life in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of the ordinary, in the midst of busyness, which all were things that our kids brought into our lives, but they were minimized. We looked past them because of the joy, and maybe cuteness in there too, you know, but the joy 
of new life that had come and entered into our lives as well. And so joy is why we celebrate Christ's birth, because Christ's birth is all about new life. New life entering into the world, not just for Mary and Joseph, which I'm sure they went through a lot of what we did, trying to figure out how to take this journey and prepare and to be ready as best they could, even when things didn't go as planned and they ended up having to give birth um, on the road, so to speak. But joy is about new life entering into the world and into our lives. And that's exactly what happened in Christ. And we celebrate it this night and tomorrow and the 12 days ahead because of what that means for us. And there are some places, some hints in this passage that tell us what that new life is like, why that new life as it is an even deeper and more lasting joy than any other birth. Even though they are joys as well, there was something different about Christ's birth that brought joy into the world in a deeper and longer and more lasting way than any other. And so I'm going to go through four things that we see in this passage that help us understand why new life in Christ is different, is indeed a cause for celebration and for great joy. And the first one um, is the manger. There's been all kinds of ink spilled and even movies made over the nativity and that whole scene and what happens and where it is that Mary and Joseph end up in the inn and having to lay baby Jesus in the manger. But basically what it's really all about is that that new life enters into our ordinary, everyday world and life. And there's nothing more ordinary than having to take a trip because of a census. I've been a census enumerator, and believe me, <laughs> we probably should say that you can count on three things, death and taxes and the census. It was an ordinary, everyday thing that made it so that Mary and Joseph ended up where they were, and Jesus had to be born in a manger, but it's a reminder to us that the everyday thing, the everyday place is where we will find new life breaking in, in all kinds of ways, amen, over and over again in and through Christ. And then the angels give us a second picture of why new life in Christ is different and deeper because the angels come and proclaim to the shepherds, peace, peace on earth. And just the fact that the angels are there and announcing and doing what they're doing gives us a picture of what new life in Christ does, and that is bring heaven and earth together. 
heaven and earth were created and intended to be together, but in the fall, there was a separation. And Christ came to bring that back together. And when things are restored and the new heaven and the new earth are remade and renewed, heaven and earth will again come together in completeness and in fullness but the angels are there to show us that it breaks in at times, that at times, and on this night is one of those times when the veil is thin and we get to see a glimpse of heaven and earth coming together as God intends them to be fully and completely. And that will indeed bring peace and reconciliation. because of new life in Christ. The third thing we see is the shepherds are the ones who get to hear and get to know and get to go and see Jesus for the first time. Shepherds get to go see the king, not because they had connections or access or were able to pay to make their way into the banquet. They were, again, ordinary everyday, working people. And the heralds, the angels, announce to them so that they can go and see the Christ and wonder and experience his birth because new life in Christ creates no barriers to access to that life. It breaks them down instead. And so new life in Christ was announced to the shepherds that we might know it's for everyone. Young, old, rich, poor, from afar, from near, in and out. New life in Christ is for everyone. Joy is a deep sense of knowing that new life has arrived and is working its way out, but it has also a sense that everything will be okay. And so the shepherds are told at the end of the story, they, they say everything was just as they were told. And the same thing is true for us. If we embrace the new life that God offers to us in Christ, we can be assured, and that is indeed a deep joy, that everything will be okay. Because Christ and the new life that is coming into the world in and through him makes it so it is a sure thing. And so may you experience Christmas joy this evening and this season because new life in Christ is here. It has arrived. Amen.